Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we're going to have a little bit of a throwback to 2016 when I interviewed Australian magician and illusionist Cosentino. Such an amazing chat, one of my favourites. We had a talk right when he had released his autobiography book called Anything Is Possible. Please go get your copy if you haven't already. I've read it twice now and when I wrote a review I gave it a 10 out of 10. That's how much I loved it. But our chat was so in-depth and really personal and all about how hard he has worked to get to where he is today. Even before Australia's Got Talent, he was working for about 10 years. We also talk about haters and how he ignores all the comments online so that it doesn't affect his mental health. There's so much to cover, so let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our new Patreons, Irene and Bev. If you would like to support us too and receive free and behind the scenes stuff for as little as $4 a month, go check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash rave it up. Now, let's get into the interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Raise it up. Hey guys, it's Roger May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Irish. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving It Up. Raving It Up. Raving oh, Fun. Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. Yes. Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. We're raving it up. Cosentino, how are you going today? Hello, I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I really appreciate you, with, you know, your busy schedule at the moment, having time to chat to us. Pleasure. Yeah. But um, I must say, it's... It's taken a while to get here. Um, I did see you live a few years ago. Yes. And I've been trying to get you on the show ever since. There you go. So, you said dedication. Uh, off air 2013. I think that's what we. The magic, the mystery, the madness tour. Yes. And I ended up being right like near the back, but it was still an awesome show. Oh, good. good. Yeah. Hopefully, you watching bits and pieces on the screen, I'm assuming. Yes, of course. Should have got your tickets earlier. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And then actually, what was it, about a year or so later, I was in the airport because my dad's a pilot, mm-hmm. and you I actually saw you in the Sydney Domestic Terminal looking at one of those departure boards. There and you I go. And still to this day regret not coming up and introducing oh, myself. Oh, you should have. But it's okay. You're and here look, now. And now we meet, well, we meet now. Yeah, with a proper I was going to say, chat. we meet again, but, but, but you in the show. I so. saw you. <laughs> so we kind of did meet again. Sort of, but you didn't know I existed, so. <laughs> but, you know, now we actually had a proper chat. We do. And, you know, I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason, so it's good go. that you're I here am today. Too. Yeah, it's Very good. Nice. It's fantastic. Now, your new book, Anything is Possible. And my first book. Yes. Is finally out. It uh, is. In Exciting. And you can definitely tell I've I, I was gonna, read it all I, with all I my I tabs. I love the tabs. Yes, it's dedication. And I must say. Did I you enjoy this, it? I loved it. Oh, I'm actually going to read it again. That's how much I loved it. And good. I'm going to do a book review too. But I can't think of any negatives. So it may have to be a 9 or 10 out of 10. I'd say wow. 10 out of 10. There you go. I know this is a big statement. And for everyone listening, this is the best memoir of or autobiography or whatever you want to call Thank it that I've you. ever read. And I, I must say, for someone that started out, you know, 
having difficulty reading mm. at the beginning. Mm. You're an amazing writer. <laughs> well, I had help writing it. I had yeah. a writer with me. Just um, take the credit. <laughs> I, no, I'm going to be honest. So Hazel um, Flynn spent almost, well, it's been two years in the making. Wow. And she travelled with me. She saw my shows live. She came to my magic land where I built all my magic and put it all together. She basically, oh, I'm not going to say she lived with me, but she got to know me intimately. Really well, yeah. And um, and she's a brilliant writer. She's um, a lot of sports people and politicians. And I needed someone who could really understand me, who could work with me. And I don't profess to be a... a um, you know, writing an autobiography is a very particular style, and it's yeah. um, so I needed someone who could do it well. And you know, maybe this undergrad could have written a book that would have been like a hundred rewrites. Probably. So we could have gone down that route. Yep. You know, we could we <laughs> could it do that. Taken longer, it would have taken, taken a lot longer, years. but I think it's um, it's worked out really well, and it, it's been a it was like doing therapy. Ah, so you just chat to her and then she'd write it down? Yeah, a bit more than that because we go through all my archives, we pull out all my photos, we, we go through all my brochures, I, I tell her how I feel. I mean, and, and I've, I've got lots of other bits and pieces written down of, you know, the ideas I had and, and things that, that happened along the way and journey and all the places I performed. So all bits and pieces that I um, basically, we did a, a whole map of my life. Hmm. And we jotted down, which took a long time, and yes. I jotted down <laughs> basically absolutely everything that happened to me and how I was feeling. That formed what we called the roadmap mm. for the actual book. And then it went so it wasn't there. just kind of like, hey, let's sit down and have a chat and see what we yeah. come up with. Let me start right at the beginning yeah, when no, I was born. No, it, was all, it was all kind of um, documented, and, and um, which made the process um, a lot easier. Well, you would never have known. Something I love about the book is it kind of feels like you're talking to me when I'm reading it. Because the tone is right. Yeah. And it, it, because when you talk to me, you, you if if you, if you if you know me and you hear the way I speak, it, it's got to represent that, and it does because it yeah. is me talking. Yeah, of course it is. It's so, your name on the book, and it's your life. That's right. It has to be exactly. Yeah. And I must say, you've been through so much in your life, and I already saw you as an inspiration, but it's even grander now. Oh, great! And this show is, since you haven't been on it before, is a very positive show and all about you know working hard for your dreams mm-hmm. and never giving up. Mm. And I must say, from reading that book, I was like. He's definitely the perfect guest to have on the show. Oh, that's awesome. So it's great to finally have you on here. And most people know you from Australia's Got Talent, mm-hmm. obviously. But before that, and you do mention this in your book, you were working like really hard for about 10 years mm-hmm. in the industry. Mm-hmm. And Australia's Got Talent called you up like three times before you yeah. said yes. Yeah. Do you regret not saying yes, yes earlier? earlier? <laughs> no, not at all. I um, I, It's what I call the grind. Mm. So I would go in and do school incursions. And you know, to give you a bit of detail, I would I would do an hour setup with my brother, a fifty minute show, an hour pack up, drive to the next school. Sometimes an hour, sometimes two hours. Do another hour setup, fifty minute show, hour pack up, drive to the next town. I would do ten shows a week for ten years. Oh I would gosh. do shopping centers. I would do cruise ships. I would do a theater show, the ninety minute show. I traveled across the Nullarbor twice. Whoa. Driving myself. Uh, with my crew, with my equipment, I learned how to be a businessman, how to manage people, how to um, put a show together. How do you put a poster together? How do you put a flyer together? How do you put a TV uh, ad together? How do you talk on radio? How do you do all these things? Well, mm. I was, um, it was, um, you know, swim or sink, that, that type of scenario. I was thrown into the deep end and people had no, it, it fascinates me actually. So you see me on Australia's Got Talent and I'm just wondering what the audience was thinking. Oh, there's a guy hanging upside down, jumping in water tanks. He must have learned that last week. <laughs> Like, how is that even remote? Yeah, how's that possible? <laughs> but there's so much um, uh, that goes into it, and, mm. and it took so long to to uh, get here. And that's why, once again, when I was on Australia's Got Talent, um, you heard me say dramatic things like, well, if you're not willing to have a spot on the stage, don't come here. And people are like, oh, geez, that's very dramatic. Wow, he knows yeah, how to work the be. camera. But that was the truth. Yeah, you're no, just being honest. I was being honest. Like, I was willing to die 
for a spot. I wasn't a kid who was 14 and um, was singing in their bedroom, which is great. That's all good. You can do that. I was a guy who was, who'd made this my career. My brother had invested in it. He made it his career. My parents were backing it. It wasn't like, oh, I hope it goes well or mm. I hope I get famous. So I, I said no three times because I thought that it could all come crumbling down. If yeah. the judges didn't like me, if maybe didn't... I, I knew it would resonate with the Australian people because I was putting bums in seats. Yeah. People don't buy tickets if they don't like what you're doing. But there's always that doubt. Like, how about if they say something that's a bit... You know, it doesn't, doesn't gel right. Mm. So there was that fear. Mm. So that's why I kept saying no. It's, it's sad that you had to go through that. And I think also because you had so many hardships before that. Is that also a contributing factor? Yeah, and you know, you put so much time and effort into, mm. into something. And then you've worked so hard, so many knockbacks. Uh, no, you're not good enough. No, this is not going to happen. And then what, you're going to go out in, into the public and let them judge you after you've done all that hard work and invested all that time and all that money? I, I wasn't comfortable with that at all. Once again, if I was 14, I wasn't that confident at 14. But if I was 14 again and I had that confidence, uh, maybe I'd go on Australia's with talent because it's kind of like, eh, here or there. Well, if I get lucky, I get lucky. If people like me, they like me. I, I didn't have that attitude. In actual fact, I don't, I don't understand. I remember being in the audition and sitting in a room, and, and there was one gentleman who was a comedian. I can't even remember his name, but he would, he came up to me and he said, "Oh yeah, you know, you did a great act." But oh, have you seen all these pretty girls in here? And he started chatting to all the girls in the room, and I was thinking, "Dude, that's there. the last thing on my mind yeah. about chatting to girls." Fine, that's good for him, but he saw other perks in it. I didn't. It was do or die, and I know it sounds dramatic, but that's what it was, and that's why. I'm still here. You're still like that to this day, aren't you? hundred percent. I'm still, I'm still you looking for that. You are still risking your life. I, correct. And I'm still looking for that validation. Aww. It is about that validation. It's about, you know, and performers don't like to admit this. It's about applauding. It's, I want you to like me. I want you to love me. Mm. I want you to love me. I want you to love what I do. And I want you to just, I want, I want everyone to enjoy it as much as I do. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a impossible dream. But, you know, Not if we can convert impossible. as many people as possible. <laughs> Then, then, then anything's possible. Yeah, <laughs> for trying to yeah, get you, <laughs> for trying to get you on the show for three years. Obviously, some validation See? is there. It hopefully. can happen. Yeah, exactly. Anything is possible. That's right. I love that. I love that title. It's that fitting, book title. right? Yeah. yeah. Did you come up with that at the end of writing it? Uh, halfway through. Halfway through. Yeah, yes. and we were juggling around with names and what, what could I call it? And so I think it's, it's meant to be. Yeah. Mm. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback or ebook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. There is even an audiobook version coming very soon. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. 
And you've had your family support from day one, which is amazing. Like, I completely... I must say, from reading the book, I was thinking, we have a lot in common. We'll be... Your family's really supportive yes, of you. Yes, from day one as well. And just all the hard work you've been through. And, you know, this whole Rave It Up thing is my creation and not That's giving awesome. up on it. And I was like, oh, we're going to have a great chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you've had your family's support from day one. And it's been like... It still is a family affair, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, and my brother's you. still with me. Um... Uh, middle brother, uh, my older brother John. When we do the big stunts, he's involved as an engineer. My father's a structural engineer. My mum, she's my biggest critic. So you know, she and my <laughs> and worries so much. Yeah, <laughs> she's still. Uh, everyone's entrenched. Like uh, whenever I'm on a TV show uh, this morning, everyone's messaging me. Oh, good job, good job. I mean, I've been on a TV so many times, but they still message me. Oh, that sounds yeah. very conceited, doesn't it? I'm always on TV. <laughs> I'm always, I'm on always TV. appearing on TV. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so they still message me. We know you're still and, humble. It's okay. And so yeah, it's it's um. And you know what? I still, I'm still. This book is really special because it it, it documents my story, and you know it says in the in the front it's for my family because it is, mm. and I want them to be so proud. I'm sure they are. I hope so. They, have, <laughs> they said that yet? <laughs> they have, they have. But you know, there's always that. Yeah, still trying to Correct. prove yourself, sort mm-hmm. of thing. It's great mm-hmm. that they believed in you for so long. But with I'm your, very blessed. But with your parents, though, especially for working on you know becoming as successful as you are for like 10 years before you went Australia's Got Talent did they ever you know want you to have like a plan B for your life or 100% yeah because mostly parents do right 100% my father would say to me you know if you spent and he meant this in a positive way so that I just got to explain he would say to me um you know if you'd finished your degree I was doing a bachelor of business majoring Mm. in marketing he said if you'd continued that and worked only half as hard as you are now you would be so successful but and in, I know in what that saying, field, though. But in that field, mm. I, and I didn't want to do it. And he understood that. But he, he was making a point, and his point is valid, which is, you don't even need, you don't even need to work as hard to be successful in something else. He yeah. re- he really meant that, and it's true because entertainment is so difficult, it's so fickle, it's it's so cutthroat. Um, but with that being said, I chose the path, and they've supported me, and 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 um, good. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really lucky. The hard work has paid off, and that's yeah. what makes you different from other people. You know, not many people give up in the entertainment industry because they know it's too hard. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, once again, there's that quote in the book. Uh, I talk about uh, my cousin Andrew saying, uh, you know, I, I remember talking to him and he, he could tell that there was something wrong. Mm. This is just before Australia's Got Talent. And he, he said to me, oh, you know what? You know, you all, it's like when someone's climbing the mountain, it's really hard and they're thirsty and they're slowly climbing up and they've spent all this time climbing, climbing, climbing and they're looking behind, oh my gosh, it's a long way and they're climbing, climbing, climbing and eventually they're about to be at the very top of the mountain and they go, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Uh, yeah, no, they're so I, close. And they turn around and go back. And he told me that story. And I didn't want to be that guy that turns around when you're just at the top. Mm. The hard thing is knowing where's the top. Exactly. Where, where are you happy with, you know, yeah, the that, success? Yeah, exactly. So I didn't turn around. I just kept going. And um, here we are. Yeah, and I'm still going. Exactly. Here you are now on Rave It Up. <laughs> and when you were, you know, first training for, like, your underwater escapes, you got tied to a chair and you got your brothers to push you in the pool. I, I laughed at that when I read that. I it's, was like, really? You know, uh, disclaimer, kids don't do that. Yeah, don't um, do that. <laughs> don't we try were, I have two older brothers. And, yeah, they were more than happy to rope me up. Of course. Push me in the pool. And you know what? When I think about it now, I've got six nephews and nieces. It's really crazy. Because I can imagine one of them being strapped to a chair and it would go, would freak out. But that's what we did. We where where did. were your parents during this? Did they know you were doing you know, this? I would run around the house <laughs> eating fire 
That was what I was about to bring up as well. They were you okay know, with that? <laughs> yeah, and I would say, Mum, it's for artistic purposes. <laughs> and I would get away with it. And you know really? what? Magic gave me room to grow and develop and... Um, yeah, it just gave me space mm. to be artistic. Yeah, but at such a young age, they're okay with you risking your life already. <laughs> well, the firing is not really... Well, you yeah, know, being pushed in the pool, oh, you yeah, know that's about. Definitely. That's definitely... That, that is risky and dangerous. But, you know what? We were free-spirited and we were just kids. But, you know, it all it, it all had its place in, um, you know, escapology. Mm. In the history now mm-hmm. of Cosentino. Mm-hmm. And it's all in the book. <laughs> You are definitely like the underwater escapes. You're definitely known for, you know, these really difficult escapes and, you know, really pushing yourself. Have you ever been scared that, you know, you couldn't do one of these escapes or illusions or, yeah, you know, really risking your life? Uh, I did the underwater escape on a stray. has got talent called Water Trap. Mm. And I did a, what happened was a shallow water blackout. I got dizzy, I blacked out, fell back into the water. The problem with the shallow water blackout, and we talk about it again in the book, is the fact that if you black out and you're underwater, you start to breathe. And, of course, you're breathing water. Mm. Not good. That happened during the rehearsals for Australia's Got Talent, which was quite scary because all of a sudden I realised, hey, hang on, there is a, there is a cut-off point. There mm, is a that point you where didn't you, know about. Correct. So there was a psychological game now I had to get over. And the other time that's been um, quite scary was when I ruptured my eardrum underwater in, in yeah. a stunt called Dropped. I was 10 metres deep under the water in a perspex bubble, handcuff chain locked, dropped down my ear exploded oh my gosh the excruciating pain i just went to youtube and i was was, like (gasps) it was crazy now the thing about these stunts people um watch them and and sometimes people are very cynical and they kind of go oh well you know is it really yes 10 meters deep is deep (laughs) and when you're holding your breath for two and a half minutes at 10 meters automatically it's a five minute breath hold because Mm. your lung capacity is reduced you know the deeper you go the harder it is and you're locked up you're chained and and, and so when i blew my eardrum i was disorientated i i couldn't even understand what was going on i couldn't see properly my my vision was distorted and that's when i that was the the, probably the the most the the time when i was thinking okay this is really this is out of like this is i'm i'm really out of my depth here yeah and i was by myself so no one could really see me Mm. Mm -hmm, and isolated and alone so that was the scariest moment. I went back and I redid the stunt. Yes, congratulations. Um, stupidly, live. Thank yeah. you, but live. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do it again. And this time I'll do it live. It's not even a pre-record. <laughs> so I just made the whole thing a lot worse. Um, but I was prepped. Mm. And I knew the limits. Yeah. And that's what it's about. It's about knowing those limits. So you don't have any more of, you know, you're not afraid of any more now that you, you new illusions or escapes that you come no, up with not at the moment but there'll be more that i come up with and it's um it, it's the unknown see when i ruptured my eardrum i go okay that's what it feels like that's what it feels like <laughs> to be like that underwater because you know i wanted yeah, to experience yeah, now my I, know eardrum I know what it feels like to black out be underwater okay i get that you know mm. it, you kind of understand it at that particular point um it's but it's the fear of the unknown mm. that is um scary <laughs> You've done so many like I don't know why, but one has come into my mind particularly. I think thinking? it was Australia's Got Talent when you came back for a finale when you already finished the show, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the one when you're in the chair in the straight jacket uh, with the smashed. chain. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> How do you with an axe above yes. me? Yeah, that was one of my latest <laughs> time, creations. I'm like, yeah, that that was new. That was um, developed just for them. Um, real axe went straight through the watermelon. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool, right? Because <laughs> it was pretty it cool. Had but chains, the whole time it had a I'm straight like... jacket, had an axe dangling above me. Because um, I'm like, how are you going to do call? that in two minutes? Because I've noticed from a few videos now that it takes you about a minute to get out of a straight jacket. I'm yeah. like, 
but you still got to pick the locks yeah. and get out. Yeah, correct. I have respect for you. Ah, uh, thank you. But, and you we know. train, we trained it, we get it down. Um, you know, there's a point where if you do it, you don't want to do it too too quickly, otherwise it it, it there's not a performance in it. But then on the flip side, you want to get out like underwater. You want to get out quickly. Yeah. You don't want to hold your breath for ten minutes. No. Who, so nobody the quicker does. you get out, the better. But of course, the quicker you go, the more oxygen you burn through, mm. and the harder it is. So there's this kind of catch twenty two. Yeah, but those sort of escapes like smashed and even um. What was the... I've totally forgotten the other one. Stabbed? Stabbed. Yes. Oh. Yeah, the I knives. Because I was thinking... That only went wrong, I think, just before I saw you live. So you did yeah. that behind the scenes video. I've still got the scar. Can you see That's here? That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Right there, 12 stitches. Crazy. So that went wrong during rehearsal. And... Um, and okay, there's a funny story. <laughs> because because when I did that, and you would have read this, when I, when I did it, people... The, the TV company takes it for granted. Like, oh, yeah, there's 18 kitchen knives. Some people probably think, oh, yeah, whatever, they're yeah, fake. Yeah, they're fake. So, you know, I get cut, and then all of a sudden I hear, like, people going, oh, hey, you got cut. And you hear people like, oh, they're real knives. real? Yeah, real knives. <laughs> oh, he's got to go to emergency. And then, you know, you see all the stitching. And um, so that just kind of puts everyone back in check, including myself. Hey, man, this is real. Don't take it for granted. They're real knives. And the timing is... You know, critical. It, it, critical. Otherwise, yeah. you're dead. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought of stabbed because you know no one wants to get their their face stabbed by knives. No. And that was of what not. I'm trying to think of the most dangerous situation that or you know a horrific thing someone could picture. Yeah, especially when you've got like the watermelon to show that they all just will uh-huh. come down, and that mm-hmm. could be your head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, we don't think about it like that though. We just. I do. We just do it. <laughs> That's a good that thing. That could though. be your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you don't think like that because that could really get to your head. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. Did you know Rave It Up Now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to? You'll get to see some fun behind the scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself, just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook and we look forward to getting to know. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. And I'd love to know, because you've done magic for so long now, when watching... Something that we love about magic is obviously, as you put in the book, like that childlike wonder, mm, you know? It's, sense of astonishment. Yeah, you're always like, oh my God, how did they do that? Mm. Obviously, doing it yourself, you know a lot of the tricks and stuff, mm-hmm. but watching other magicians or illusionists now, is there anything that even you've watched, you're like, I have no idea how they did that? Um, it's very rare. Does anything surprise you anymore? <laughs> no, it's rare. And I don't say that in a way like, hey, I know everything. No, I want to be surprised. Yeah. I want to go, wow, how'd you do it? I would love that feeling. But there's seven fundamentals in magic and seven kind of rules, and I know the rules. What's really worthy of success is... 
um, the presentation? Mm. How will you wrap it in a story or mystery? How you entertain people? Because we have a saying, anyone can do a trick, but very few people can do magic. Because mm-hmm. it's true, because when you, you watch the live yeah. show, you kind of diffuse the trick and you try to turn it into a story. You try to entertain people. Otherwise, it becomes like, hey, watch me solve a Rubik's Cube. Hey, watch me solve another Rubik's Cube. Yeah, it's just one Watch me put other. a puzzle together. Yeah, That's it's not, not a show. Yeah, it's not a show, exactly. Mm. So, good job. It's sad <laughs> that you don't get that childlike wonder that we... No, but um, I get impressed by people's presentation, their twist on things. Um, you kind of pick up on that. Yeah, how they take things in a different, if, uh, down a different path. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm. So you're taking different things from it. Yeah, even when yeah. I watch like a musical, I, I see it in a different light to probably uh, a lay audience. I'm looking yeah. at the lighting, I'm looking at the costumes, I'm looking at the... You're at like the me. Theater, <laughs> yeah, and I go, oh, that's good. Oh, good job there. Well done. Yeah. So I never actually come out of a show, even a bad <laughs> show, and go, oh, that was horrible. Because I'm always going, but they did Think this good. This, yeah. I'm very sensitive to people's... Um, you know, I don't like to be too critical. Mm. I'm actually not that bad. I'm actually really not a critic. I'm, I'm probably... I'm a bit... Oh, well, no, no, let me explain. They probably... You know, they had a bad... I had a, yeah, he had a bad night. He had a bad night. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. So maybe you could not be a reviewer. No, not at all. I'm too... I'm too... Um, I'm too nice. Yeah. You'd never do any low scores. No, not at all. Because <laughs> either... Even if it was a bad show, you'd be like, no, they did really well and... Correct. Because I'm always looking for the positive in the show. Yeah. yeah. Good. And you can always learn something from even a bad show. Actually, like you learn more from a bad show. Yeah, exactly. Because it's in your face. You go, Ooh, don't, you, you don't, you don't, don't do, do that. that again. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. You're looking... We need to find the positives in everything mm. in life, don't we? We do. To keep it a happy life. As cheesy as that sounds. <laughs> now, around the first half of your book, you do talk about, you know, your dream to take your act over to America. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned that you'd love to have it on Broadway. Mm. How come? Is that still a dream of yours? Yeah, or because... Um I mean, it's, I mean, it's a good question. Because most what, people have or, you know, want their act in Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, that's like their place. To me, Las Vegas is a bit, um, it's it's a bit too glitzy. Mm. I'm not going to use the word cheesy, but it's a bit, it's a, it's a very, tra- you know, people come in transient. It, it's too glitzy. Whereas Broadway is very sophisticated. The best performers are in Broadway. The best shows are in Broadway. A longest running show on Broadway, you know, all that kind of stuff. Then you'll get the prestige. Mm. And for me, it's all about that respect for the craft. So if you're on Broadway, then you're up with Wicked, you're up with Lion King, you're up with the best of the best. Big competition there. That's right. So you've got to dream big. You're different because you do the Broadway for me, yeah, is is the end game. Mm. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Especially when you incorporate like a lot of dance into it, it's great. You mm-hmm. know, that's it changes it up. It makes it more theatrical. That suits Broadway, doesn't it? It does Definitely. indeed. So good, good luck. I really hope you get there. It'd Thank be you. Great. Now, something else. You know, we'd love to talk about. You've performed for so many years, and you know, I'd say your self-esteem is obviously higher now. But when you were a kid, it wasn't. You were, you know, very shy, and you know, you've written this in your book. Do you ever still? You know, become that little Cosentino where you're a little bit shy, nervous, scared on stage or in front of the camera. All the time. <laughs> All the time. How do you conquer that? Before every show, we've just done shows this morning, um, I'm always nervous. Um, I don't think I've ever done a show I've walked in like, hey, I've got this. I got this. <laughs> it's not like that. It's such a, there's so many things that can go wrong. Um, when I'm doing an escape, usually it's the first time, like if it's a, if it's a TV first. Um, I get shy in. Uh, I, okay, I would prefer to perform for 
3,000 people where the lights are dark and I can't see anyone <laughs> and I do my that show helps. and you're on my time and you're in my theatre as opposed to doing one-on-one. Because oh, one-on-one I can really see what's going on and I can see your reaction and, uh, yeah, I, I'm still... Um, like, if people say to me... I got asked this uh, question uh, earlier today. Someone said, oh, do you just run around, like, doing tricks for everyone? No, I don't, because I don't like that. I mean, I'll, I do it if people want to see it, and you may want to see something later on. Yes. But <laughs> it's not... I don't... I feel like a bit of a show-off, if that makes sense. Yeah, if you just went out with your friends and you're like, check this out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't like that. It's kind of like... If you imagine if you're a comedian and people are like, oh, can you always Tell be funny? Joke, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, can you imagine trying to be on all the time? So I am... Um, and I'm shy in that way. It's not a selfish thing like, no, hey, I'm not doing it because this is what I do for a job. It's just I, I feel a bit showy. Mm. And it's I'm okay to be mean. showy on the stage. Yeah. Completely but, but, understand what you mean there. Yeah. So um, I, I still think I'm – I'm not very good in crowds. Really? Like, no, terrible. <laughs> like if I go to a shopping centre or something like that, I'm, it's bad. Is it like because anxiety. people well, yeah, recognize pe- people you? recognize yeah. and they come up and I get really like, it's it's I get a bit weirded out. It's yeah. fine. I'm not like saying I'm people don't come person. up, so that's fine. Yeah. But I'm I'm it's just yeah I'm not comfortable. Is it because you're in your head you're like I'm a normal person, people are recognizing me, they yes. wouldn't have done this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen no, years ago, whatever. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, and it's yeah, it's 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 altered a lot actually. So yeah, I I it um, yeah, but I definitely think I'm still that that. You know what? I'm actually, in some degrees, uh, even more shy. Really? Because of what we just All spoke that about. Stuff, yeah. Mm. So when you when you are in front of you know thousands and thousands of people, but you invite you know a couple of people on stage or whatever, the close up magic, is that scary for you? More a little so. Bit? A yeah. Little more so. I don't know what it is, and you know what? I have tried so hard in my own head to convince myself that well, what's the difference between doing a stage show and doing like let's say a close up show? Uh, well. Shouldn't it be harder? I, don't, I, I just I can't get my wrap my head around it. Why I find it, I don't know what it is. Maybe I've been doing it for so long, and I know I'm putting on my show shoes and my show pants and my show hat. Mm. If I'm doing a show, I'm on show, and I kind of, I don't. Maybe I'm just conditioned to that. Yeah, so like you've put in the book, kind of like a, a mask to correct. Hide behind. And I think that's what it is. Mm. It, it's exactly that. It's where I get to be um, me, but like a heightened version of me. Yeah. Because obviously I'm not running around every day hanging upside down. Yeah, exactly. Every second day. That would be a bit weird. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead, you're you're Cosentino instead of Paul Cosentino. Correct. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. And I must say, like I've had one guest on before, and they said when we we're talking about this sort of topic, that if he wasn't scared or didn't have nerves, you know, once that goes away, he, you know, that's when you start not to care about it anymore. And I agree with that because so maybe think ner- about that next yeah, time you're scared. Yeah, you're nervous because you want to do a good job. Yeah. You you want well, you don't want to die, and you know. It, it, so <laughs> yeah. I I agree with that comment. Yeah, mm. something to think about next time you're a little. Oh yes, mm. I care about it. That's what matters. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and something that I find really interesting, and I guess a bit frustrating, is that before Australia's Got Talent, you were approaching. Heaps of management companies. You found that frustrating. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I like that. Keep, sorry, yeah. keep going. <laughs> because, you know, um, you'd, you'd approach people and then they'd mm. be like, oh, sorry, you know, we don't know what to do with you. You're mm-hmm. not a singer, you're not an actor, you don't fit the mold. Mm-hmm. And then after Australia's Got Talent, everybody wants you. Mm. Like, I, I can feel your frustration there. <laughs> yeah, now. You, what's yeah. your opinion on that? Do you find yeah, well, that you a spend, positive or negative? Yeah, you spend your whole life being told, hey, be different, be unique, and then you're doing that, right? Mm. And you're trying to get people to notice you trying to get into the right circles and everyone is saying great stuff just we don't know what to do with you 
they didn't. And want, then they find a way. They didn't correct. They didn't want to do anything. They didn't want difference. Mm. They, you, people want success when, when you when I when I happen to create it through yeah. and it, it was created through the Australian people. Let's remember that. It wasn't created because someone opened the door and said, here you go, have your own TV show. It was created because people actually paid money and voted for me to get through. No one wanted me to get through, mm. except for the people. Yeah. So the people spoke, and the gatekeepers had to open the gate. And now all of a sudden they're like, hang on a second, okay, I guess if the people have spoken, that's the benefit of doing a reality TV show. If you can connect with an audience, mm. and they speak, then you, you can you can you can and you resonate then you can push through so i was constantly hitting my head at, at, at a brick wall and you know what's funny the same people that said no came back later and said yes was that interesting so do you know what it's about it's frustrating and it's disappointing because we get told in the industry so often oh you've got to be different you've got to be unique look for mm. you know the purple cow whatever they you know no one's looking for the purple cow Hmm. Uh, and that's I'm being really honest. Well, I think you were being unique anyway. You just you, you were trying to be the well, first I, Australian magician. I just wanted to do my own thing. So for anyone who's in entertainment or, or whatever, it's um you've got to find a way to showcase yourself. Hmm. Because it's very hard to get leverage or have people see exactly what you are, or who you are. Um it's just hard to push it through so you've got to find leverage somehow and I, it, it's difficult mm. well my hat really goes off too even though I'm not wearing one but Me yeah <laughs> but that's great because I think you've really started something new because there wasn't any Australian magicians before you not that we know of commercially there were none that um, and I tell a story I'm not saying this to be no, conceited no. so you know what it's like it's like being a singer in Australia and having a certain genre of singing, I don't know, let's just choose country, and saying you're the first country artist, Keith Urban, let's say, to have a song on the radio. And I was the first Australian magician to have a magic show on TV. It's it's silly. It's mm. ridiculous. It's like, what? I'm not proud of it because if someone had done it before me, it would have made my life easier because I would have gone, oh, that's what you do or that's what you don't do. Mm. You know, like I talked about earlier, you, that would be the path to follow. There wasn't a path. We literally had to lay every single brick and go, is that a good one? Yep. Oh, oh foundation's good there. Okay, next brick. Mm. It was very difficult. It, it still is difficult. Um... So, yeah. So going back to the analogy of the singer, it, 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 it was it was it was so hard to break that mold, and um, that was my opening kind of speech or monologue when I was on Australia's Got Talent. It was you know we have famous Australian actors and singers. Why not a magician? That needs to change, and mm-hmm. it, it's changing. And you incorporated not just magic, but illusions and mm-hmm. scapes and mm-hmm. dance. I think that's what's you know, been the unique part about it. Yeah, it's made it different. And, you know, like, earlier in my career, you, once again, you would have read, they told me not to dance. They told me not to move. I can't they imagine they're actually out hair. dancing now. Well, this is what, it's, it's, mm. it's, it's weird, right? Yeah. So, so it's... um. It's good that you stuck with your guns. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And that, I, th- I think when I was reading it, that's something that I really resonated with me, that you were creating your own path, because that's mm. exactly what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That you kind of have to, there is no path to follow. You've had to create your own, and as you said building blocks and see oh yeah that's a strong foundation now mm-hmm. we'll keep going correct mm. and it's not easy you, you, people, you talk about it people kind of hear it but they don't really listen like they yeah. hear, they're not really I, I don't think people until you've done it and you've walked in the, that, that, that path that you really understand well that's yeah that's difficult to do yeah there was no conglomerate behind me that I could go oh well if I sing like this or do that someone will pick me up and sign me to a label or something like that didn't exist mm. I mean the, I think I, I, it might have been in the book we might have taken it up there was a an article written about me where they said, you know, Cosentino would go on to do absolutely nothing because there was no foundation. This was after Strokes Talent. There was no foundation. And that journalist was correct. 
and what I mean by that we're correct is there was no foundation. Mm. But they didn't realize that we were going to do what we did and diversify and connect and resonate and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Mm. In yeah. their face. <laughs> Look at you now. Yeah. And in your book, you do mention that some, ta- some days you find it hard to stay positive and keep, you know, you just keep going. Is that something you still have? Yeah, because you're, you're self-motivated. Yeah. Um, I really love the creative process. Like when we're putting a new show together, a new TV show, a new live show, I love creating new things. And that's when I'm at my element. And I, so that's when I'm really super positive and I'm, I'm juiced up or I'm doing shows or new new things, new creating new things. It's when I'm bashing my head against the wall and trying to get something over the line. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, come on, guys. You know, that's when it's hard to stay motivated and keep everyone else motivated. Because, um, you know, you still get knockbacks. Yeah. You know, no one just opens the door and says, oh, yeah, come in. Free for all. Take whatever you if want. only, right? Yeah, if only. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So that's when it's hard to stay motivated and positive when, um, once again, you're trying to change perception. Mm. Since the entertainment industry is so brutal, but it also can be amazing, of course. Have you had any issues with haters of what you do and oh, yeah. bullying online? Because online yes. becoming huge now. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I talk about doing my underwater escape. I, mean, I keep referencing back to AGT, but even in my own TV shows. Um, and people online would write things, um, oh, you know, we didn't like his hair, we didn't like this. Look, not everyone's <laughs> going to like vanilla ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Uh, I don't like vanilla ice cream, so there you go. My point is... It's not going to be for everyone. And I understand that. What I don't understand is why people bother to write about it. Like, it's weird to me. They would never say it to your face. They would never say it to your face. Correct. And I remember being on Australia's Got Talent, and they were just trashing me. I did this, and he was breathing underwater, and all all these things that were wrong. And I made the mistake of reading the online comments. And I stayed up all night, and I read them all, and it was hate after hate after hate. And I vowed to myself that I would never read a YouTube comment or really Instagram or Facebook or anything like that comment again because I let them get the better of me. And Mm. you know what? That effect, that escape was so good. It went all around the world. It's been seen by so many people. Um, Everyone still talks to me about that particular water trap escape that I thought it was bad at the time because I let the hate get to me. And that's my wrong that I let people pull me down. I don't read anything anymore. Mm. Unless you're throwing fruit at me, and I'm walking down the street, I ain't hear it. Please don't throw fruit at him. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, don't read the comments. Mm. Because most people, when the comment's good, no one bothers to go, oh, that person was awesome. They don't. They, mm. Some people, but not really. It's more the negative. And I've also found when I'm on TV, the more negative the comment, the better the show. Oh, I love that. And we can track it. So if there's more negativity and more hate, we know that we've done it's a really good, good job. Mm. So for everyone out there who, who, who does their own thing, whatever it is, don't, don't, don't read them. Yeah. Don't even waste your time. And as you did mention, like, at the beginning stages, people were judging you for your appearance. 100%. Seriously? I don't even bother anymore. Yeah. I, will not, I will not check anything on... I, I don't check it. I, honestly, I don't know. It sounds like I'm being talking... I, do, I don't read the comments. I will not read any YouTube comments. Because it gets to you yeah. too much. I just won't read them. Words do hurt. Yeah. So that's a good advice for all the yeah, listeners. Don't worry about it. Mm. And you do have a dedicated space or a, um, I guess, a permanent base mm-hmm. uh, called Magic Land. Yes. Which is really sounds awesome. Yes. Can you tell us more about that? <laughs> okay, so that's an um, 800 square foot facility where we store our illusions. We rehearse them. We've got a, a theatre set up there, proper lighting, proper sound stage. We um, build, manufacture, fabricate illusions there. Um, 
And it's where our offices are. We have, well, what do we have in there? We have a little flying fox and a rock climbing oh, wall, fun. a secret bookshelf, <laughs> um, a fireman's pole. We have pool tables and video games. And What's your favourite part? It's, um, what's my favourite part? Um, probably the bookshelf. Because oh, okay. no one knows. Like, Not we, the flying fox. No, the it? bookshelf. <laughs> because no one knows it's there. And um, we've got a great bookshelf. And, you know, you swing it open and it brings you down another passage. Um, Ooh, but it's a, it, it was created to... Um, uh, it, it was created on purpose to kind of magnify that 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 creative space. Uh, I mm-hmm. believe that's really important. And once again, when you're running your own business and you're trying to motivate yourself, you need a really positive space, Absolutely. positive energy. Um, it's really important. I, I always dreamt of having having all that. Mm. Um, and it keeps you grounded because you're remembering all the things you've done. Correct. Do we have our, we have our, yeah correct. And we have our memorabilia up there, so we can you know this is where we're coming, this is where we're going, and. It's um yeah something I'm very proud of. That's in Melbourne, isn't it? It is indeed. You're definitely gonna have to come to Melbourne. You have to, and you can you, show you me because this it sounds out. amazing. Magic land. Yes, we videotape it. We've got to give people a glimpse of this yeah. on Rave it up. A glimpse. A glimpse. A glimpse. Yeah, it's not much. Secret location. I'll see more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and before we go, what advice would you give to the listeners who might want to follow in your footsteps, become a magician, or just get in the entertainment industry? Yes, I would say. Um, be as passionate as you um, possibly can. Really love what you you do because it, you know it's hard work. There's a lot of knockbacks. Doors get slammed in your face. You got to love it. You got to love it enough. You don't you don't just do it because hey, I want people to know me. I want to be famous or whatever. That's never going to fly, and that's going no. to fall short very very quickly. You really need to love what you do and get a kick out of it, a buzz out of it. Um, be yourself. Be unique. Of course, be inspired by other people. I was always inspired by Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, Michael Jackson, Chris Angel. I was inspired by certain David Copperfield. But then you got to find your own little your own yep. little thing, um, and just um, you know, I just think it's about it's a really it's a lot of hard work. You've got to be willing to work hard and be passionate. Just live with passion, mm. and because it comes across, and we talk about that. It in It does the book. come across. Just you go and get, get, and, and I love it's it. true on stage. Like I know sometimes, and I'll be really honest with you. If I'm performing a trick and I'm not really feeling it because I've maybe put it in there because I'm trying to see where it could, like if it's going to be lead down a new path or you know I might be experimenting and I'm not connecting with it, I know the audience doesn't connect. And then I might adjust a little word here or there, same trick, but because I connect with it and I tell a story and I really believe in it, mm. it just it it, it 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 goes over the audience. It really resonates and the audience knows. I don't know how. And if I know how, and I find out, one day I'll write a book about it. Yeah. But somehow the audience knows when you're telling the truth. They know when you're telling a story if it's BS. And they know if you really love what you do. Mm. They just, they do. And I've experienced both sides. When I'm kind of like, eh, I'm, not, I'm kind of into it, but not really. And the audience is like, not into it either. But when I'm really into something, it comes across. It, it just, it, it just, it, it, it does. Mm. So be passionate. I love that. It's fantastic advice. Thank you very much. Pleasure. And we are getting to the end of the interview, unfortunately. It's gone Aww. very quickly. It's it has a gone, lot of fun. It's gone very quick. I know. But as a closing statement, and was probably the most important question, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self who was starting out in magic? Good question. I would say, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. Yep. So just breathe. <laughs> Because I would have worried. I'd say, oh, is it, well, you know, am I going to be okay? Is it all going to happen for me? Am I going to make it? Um, am I going to, um, you know, do my parents proud? Yes, it's all going to be fine. And the last thing I would say would be that, um, and I love this quote, it would be, I would tell myself this, I would read this quote to myself. I would say, um, Paul, 
And this is that quote goes, sometimes I pretend to be normal, but that gets boring. Mm. So I go back to being me. I love that. That gives me goosebumps. You just gotta <laughs> just be yourself. Mm. It's so beautiful. So hopefully even that 14-year-old's listening listen to that so. as well, hopefully. So. And before we go, if the listeners would like to contact you or find out what you're up to, where should they go? My website, cosentino.com.au, but all on the socials, look up The Cosentino, that's C-O-S-E-N-T-I-N-O, uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, mm. Instagram, all of them. All of them. All it's the good socials. to be on everything these days. It is, you and it's to. difficult to be on all of them. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep up, keep you them updated do. all the time. You do. It's really annoying, but it's good that you're on everything. Very good. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show Pleasure. today. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Great chat. I know. Good we'd, questions. Thank you. We're definitely going to have to have you on again in the future. All right. Like, we'll we do play it. a really cool game where you kind of have to verse everybody that's ever been on the show. Oh. It's very competitive, but a lot of fun. Everybody loves it. I just know we don't have time for that today, okay. but come Next back time. on the show. All right. Yes. We'll do that. And for everyone listening and watching, go get Cosentino's book. Anything's possible. It's in all bookstores now, and it's incredible. I'm actually going to read it again. That's Good. how much I loved it. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends. And tell us what you loved the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.